Hey, everyone, and welcome to Signals from the Frontline, your every Wednesday live broadcast brought to you by Frontline Gaming. We are your hosts, Val, the actual in-person uh, floating in studio. In, in, in studio, studio, Seth. Yeah, yeah. Obviously. Uh, Obviously. Come on. Under right. the bright lights. Yeah, I can see the glow. I, I see why now, you know, people say my head glows. And I'm Seth, the Mad Doc, your competitive correspondent. How have you been doing, our illustrious leader? Seth always said that he didn't want people to see him shine, but he sure looks shiny to me. I'm uh, I'm doing uh, I'm doing all right. I've been in. Uh, <clears throat> thank you, Artemis Steve. I'm I've been in a home renovation limbo, which is a definition I believe of some form of first world problems. Um, I uh, have some pretty awesome hobby progress though, Seth. Yeah, yeah, my house. Yeah, yeah, paint, yeah. yeah I've been painting the shit out of it. You know, I. I was hearing you were yelling at painters and I thought you were yelling at like commission painters for like 40k models. I, I, I don't think it, if anyone's ever raised their voice with a 40k commission painter, uh, I think that's probably missing the point. But when you're like, when you've been painting and doing someone else's job for like 72 hours and they roll in at 1130 AM and then try and leave three hours later after not having painted your house in the past month, it's time to scream. It's time to yell. It's time to call people names. Um, I'm just glad it didn't didn't come to physical blows because I'm terrible at fighting in, in actual you know hand to hand combat. Yeah, I mean I'm, I'm I am wondering if the glasses are hiding a shiner. No shiner. No. 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 Shiner. See, we're all good here. All right. Perfect. It is all hide. Right, it good. is in fact they are in fact hiding where I'm actually looking. That's why I like to wear the sunglasses. <laughs> they can't tell that you're working on a computer at the same yeah. time. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, I haven't done much on the hobby front. Oh, yeah, hold, been, on uh, hold on a sec. Hold on a sec. Hold on. Seth, what about you? Oh, all right. thank you. Thank you. Uh, I haven't done much on the hobby front. Um, I've been I finalized my list for ATC and been been hanging out, getting some reps on the old TTS and getting some in person reps. And tomorrow I ship on off to to the old uh, chat uh, Chattanooga, Chattanooga, Chattanooga choo choo. Yep. So uh, that's that's what's been going on. But let's get into some some sweet industry news. Oh. Uh, Val, I don't yeah. know. I don't know. In your your renovation purgatory, did you know that GW had a preview event last weekend? Um, actually I didn't. And then yeah. it, it just re- like, did anyone actually know? Like, I don't, yeah. I don't think yeah. I heard like, cause I, you know, I still like, I wasn't, I'm not dead. I'm not looking at my yeah. phone as much as I'd like to, AKA 14 hours a day. Um, yeah. but, uh, yeah. So like, did anyone know that this was coming? Was this public? Was this they, publicized? They did publicize it, but they like, they didn't, they picked a weird time. Like they don't usually do Sundays and it was like, yeah. I want to say it was Sunday morning for us. So it would be Sunday afternoon for the UK, which is Mm. like not a typical, like they usually do Saturdays. They usually do Saturdays. So it was odd. Saturday feels like a good, good day for previewing or, or like, you know, like uh, Thursday. I don't know why. Yeah. 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 But uh, they did preview some, some, some hot new stuff. But before we get to that, there was a leak on the internet. No. And, and we saw an angry boy and then GW. GW said, well, we got the real angry boy here. So uh, let's let's get the big bad himself up. Boom. Oh, hold on. Uh-oh. Boom. He was so angry. Look how he's, angry he is. He's so angry. It's in his name. I, I have not seen the 40K community so divided about a model. No. Uh, Val, Impossible. Val, really? What's, tail what's or no tail? about this guy? Tail or no tail? I see what you mean there. Um, now, go ahead. The illustrious tech priest and I were discussing um, 
I, as as a uh, avian expert, uh, feel that the musculature on his wings seems a bit pronounced, and I think He's at jacked. this point we have to ask the question. Is Angeron juicing, folks? Oh, he's juiced. Yeah, but I believe the I believe the performance enhancing drug he uses is blood, blood and skulls, blood and warp energy. He injects Um, the crushed skulls directly into his butt. So he's wow. Okay, (laughs) he's like he's Uh, uh, he's a Roger Clemens of uh, of Demon Princes. Oh, that's. Well, steroid era baseball yeah. humor for all yeah. you uh, fans. I, I, well, you you going Roger Clemens, and I was thinking more like Mark McGuire. Yeah, yeah. Except yeah, it, Sammy Sosa, Mark McGuire era. As a Toronto guy, though, like uh, there's a hotel in 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 like the the field, the Sky Dome, where they play the baseball, and Roger Clemens would get his injections like in the hotel in the stadium, <laughs> which overlooks the field. So I, he's he's my number one steroid era guy. Yeah. All right. There you go. Fair enough. Uh, Disfluck says, uh, so Seth is saying birds don't have big ass wing biceps. Like those Correct. are some buys. Correct. But. They don't. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's literally flexing on all of us, but uh, I, I love him. I'm excited to see him. Um, you know, you know, that means they got to have a Fulgrim hanging out there for the last fallen Primark. Uh, you know, we'll see that sometime. Maybe not. Who knows? Um, but it, it, would, it, would, it would follow. It would follow that they, they would complete the, uh, you know, the, you know, whatever the, it is. Yeah, the, the, the thing what that fours, the quarter trilogy, quarter trilogy. Everyone love my green can, Canada dry I'm, I'm sipping it's, on? It's this quite nice, quite nice. Um, in the vein of chaos, though, they also uh, let us know what the next codex is going to be. Chaos <laughs> Demons yeah. is a coming. Like, immediately next? Yeah. When did they tell us this? Also last week, or beginning of this week. I can't remember. I think it's beginning of this week, because... I know some Chaos boys that were quite excited. Um, so we got the Chaos Demon Codex on the horizon. Uh, it's looking pretty sweet. I've, I have heard some hot rumors about ethereal saves, uh, which are like invulnerable saves that can't be ignored. Yeah, that makes cool. That sounds like fun. That sounds like yeah, a lot of fun. Uh, I'm not going to immediately be a jerk about stuff. That's, uh, that sounds like fun. Well, you know. What? Oh, that that is a good. It's cool. Demons are fun, and they've they've traditionally always had a uh, a uh, invulnerable or ward save, if you will. Um, that, that, are you saying a ward save is like a save that can't be modified or ignored? Um, I guess you know sometimes you can ignore a ward save. You oh, remove okay. the model. Uh, although you know, as the internet's fourth or fifth internet uh, fantasy playing player, I don't want to get all confused about stuff. But yes, no, Chaos Demons is amazing. I mean, like they've been. For such a significant uh, part of the franchise, it's it's awesome to see that they're coming in. I actually legitimately breaking news for old Val Heffelfinger. Didn't know they were called up next. Boom. All right. Um, well, let's see if we can keep surprising you. Uh, they previewed a new kill team box. It was not what I predicted last week. Last week they were showing us cat units, so I was predicting it was going to be a, a re a re kind of packaging of Space Hulk. Um, but mm-hmm. instead, it is kill team into the dark, featuring Imperial Navy. And crew yeah. mercenaries. Yeah, they're like they're they're one of the many things called breachers in the game. Yes, they also are breachers, and they 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 breach ships. Yes, yes. Unlike Tau breachers that I don't know what they breach, or Space Marine breachers that breach skulls. Also, um, also ships. I assume it's ships. Also ships. Yeah, but ships. Uh, the the I like the crude sculpts, but also like the Imperial Navy sculpts are interesting because they're they're still obviously Imperial. 
but hmm. they're different enough. You know what I mean? I I think they're really badass. I love their like uh, I love their moon boots. Um, yeah, I do like that. Like old timey, uh, old timey deep sea diver styles. Like the yeah. um, what are what are the guard? It's not actually the guard, but the um, the guard like faction in uh, Horus Heresy called. What are those guys? Oh, As- the solar solar auxilia. Yes, like yeah. those guys all have that real like like uh, Flash Gordon. Uh, yeah deep under the sea type aesthetic. I love it. I think it looks cool as hell. What do you think yeah. about the, uh, the, the crew guy? He's rolling right. in a battle with a nice, looks like he's, a cocktail uh, dangling yeah. from his, his belt there. Yeah. He's got a little cocktail going on. He's got some nice, like, like uh, leg guards going on, you know, don't want to, don't, don't want to obstruct the knees. We definitely mm. don't want to protect the knees, but the, the shins, we want to make sure those <laughs> are protected for battle. That's true. That is a reverse knee pad. I've never, yeah. uh, never, it wasn't something I knew I needed until now. Yeah, no, I like them. I, I like that they, they made them all, you know, I didn't put all the images on there, but they made them all look different, you know, because it's a, it's a kill team box. They're going to be small skirmish scale games. So they can really kind of flesh them out. So I like that. I think that'd be cool, like shaper models for, for the main arm, main game. Like we've gotten, um, I think, some really cool uh, additions to the, the, the 40K model yeah. lineup through these, this new approach to kill team. Um, I, I'm, I think it's awesome. I mean, those Orc Commandos um, were like, Oh, on yeah. my wish list of models for ever. Like basically yeah. since I started playing with orcs in like 1998. Isn't um chat, correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't there a model for Imperial guard or like master of the fleet? And it like calls him bombardment. Yeah. And sh- like, yeah. like those, those would be like perfect master of the fleet. Like we sent down a Navy personnel to be like, yeah, shoot over there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there's, yeah, well, yeah, there's a uh, master of ordinance. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, next up, uh, Blood Bowl. Blood Bowl uh-huh. is still kicking and growing. Aha, good um, one there. Um, and they they brought out the Amazons, thick, which they look quite quite muscular ladies. Um, that seem to really want to have claws on their armor. Um, I know Blood Bowl is a violent game, but at some point, I think we're just starting to say forget football and just kill the other guy. Um, and they definitely, particularly that girl in the upper left, is really looking like screw it. I'm just going to kill the other guy. You realize that there's like a dwarf flesh mower. In yeah. in Blood Bowl, right? Like but yeah. these ladies having some some like some uh some shrike like claws on their I was gonna uh, go on Wolverine, but you know. Well, uh, this is a 40k theme podcast. Okay, fair okay. enough. Despite my steroid era baseball and warmer fantasy references, this is mostly a 40k podcast. Hey, this is from the world of fantasy. It's true. This is like this is like uh like one of those freaky deaky Marvel alternate universes. Yeah, well it's it's like well it's like it's the left because they didn't retcon the the Blood Bowl universe into AOS. They didn't blow that up. They well, maybe that. maybe this is the maybe the Blood Bowl timeline is the actual timeline. It's the yeah, and the old world is going to take place in it. <laughs> that would be awesome. We have if we're going to use all your Blood Bowl teams in yeah. games of of War the We're going to get a cease and desist like email within minutes. I guarantee you. We I will. It. I will neither cease nor desist, Seth. We will only continue. All right. Well, speaking of continuing, we have the uh, uh, Warhammer Underworlds. Uh, they released another war band, the Hexbane Hunters, um, which I feel like I put that one on there, that specific model, because I felt like it would really just tickle some of those uh, those uh, Empire model range from from that, that square-based game. Was there not, like, a character in that that, like, hunted witches? You mean, like... Uh, the one called a witch hunter? Maybe. 
Yes, there is. And it comes with dogs. It looks exactly like that model to me. So, um, you know what this guy looks like? It looks like Gideon Lore? Former, uh, I believe it's Gideon, Gideon Lore? Uh, help me out, chat. Uh, uh, anyway, it's an Inquisitor yeah. model. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. That, and it's like, at, like the crossbow bolt gun. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah now I think I remember I mean, you, that you can, you can just You can just swap in a uh, uh, really any weapon into one hand, and you got yeah. yourself a gun-toting, sweet-looking Inquisitor. Wizard, you know? Yeah, all right. And then this is kind of out of the preview models. This was my favorite. Uh, this was the next one is the, the Goliath Maulers for Necromunda. Now, I'm gonna be honest, I'm gonna rip that Goliath guy right off there and slap an orc war boss on this thing immediately. Well, I mean, he's shiny and chrome, and he'll be very upset uh if you do that to him. Um, have you have, has anyone out there been playing the the uh Gorkamorka Necromunda? Slash Mad Max because it looks cool as hell. Everything that's come out for it, it looks yeah, the, cool the, as hell. The, the waste, the ash waste uh, stuff they've been doing, yeah. But I, I love these bikes. These bikes look amazing. Um, I am all about them. I like, yeah. I I know I'm all about them. And then uh, our tech priest who's not with us tonight was like, so I'm gonna put my world eaters on those. Oh yeah. Oh, I yeah. mean, look at that thing. I mean, you know what? That would also go really well in Blood Bowl. Wait, what? <laughs> uh, uh, reference to the flesh mower thing. I, I know, but I'm just like, you know. So are you saying that the 40K universe is also part of the Blood Bowl universe? <laughs> well, maybe, all... that's, maybe that's where the Chaos Gods actually cross over, is in, in Blood the Blood Bowl, Bowl timeline. <laughs> Blood, Bowl, Blood Bowl is the Magna Carta of Games Workshop <laughs> properties. Somehow <laughs> we're going to get Lord of the Rings into there, too. Oh, yes. Well, I don't know. I don't think I don't think they could handle that that crazy chopper. I also like that uh, even though they had complete license to reinvent uh, and and do something different and maybe design a two wheeled vehicle that looks like it could turn or function. They were like, nah, we're gonna yeah. stick to our guns. We're gonna make something absolutely ludicrous and it's badass as hell, and you're gonna love it. And we did. We did. And they nailed um, it. <laughs> yeah, they did. So the the last the last thing they previewed is a new Warcry uh, starter set called the Heart of Gur. Um, we've got a couple of factions here. Uh, they're looking. We've got kind of the more like uh, you know nature based. Uh, you know, the dude's got a blowgun. Some dude's got a giant syringe. And then you got the more metallic looking industrial guys. Um, Those look like I, uh, the Persians from Three Hundred. Yeah, I could see. I could get behind that. Um, but as always, they they seem to always just be blowing it out of the water with those uh, those models uh, for for Warcry. So they are still amazing. Yeah, um, yeah. And it's funny, like, and uh, I love looking at them to see if there's anything that you know I could maybe snipe and repurpose uh, for Warhammer Fantasy. And I have to tell you that I can't. Usually, like, they're they to me are very distinct. Uh, designs that are of a different, like very, you know, very different world than obviously like, uh, like they, they are just like on a, on a new level. And I think that's really, really cool about them. one really cool thing about them. Very creative. They are very cool. All right. Well, let's move on into some uh, FLG news. Uh, not a lot of product news, but uh, don't forget uh, LVTT is still out there. The, the team event still has tickets. You can still get your package tickets. I believe those are about $1,200. That gets you five tickets for the event. That gets you a hotel for, or two hotel rooms, sorry, 
for three nights. That gets you a mm-hmm. bucket of beer for the team. And then everyone on the team gets a custom set of objective markers with your team's logo on us. That's a pretty damn good deal. Um, and I think it's topical to remind folks that this team event still has some tickets left in September because we're going to be talking about a lot of team events tonight, Val. And so That's if, right. you, if you got that itch after you hear from us talking about it, you're like, man, I just, I really want to play teams. And I just, this is your chance. Get in there. Have some fun. Um, you know, if you the- have an itch, first apply a soothing balm. After gotcha. that, gotcha. swing on by uh, frontlinegaming.org. Pick up some tickets to the Las Vegas teams uh, event. The custom objective market thing, I'm just going to play the yeah. role of kicker. Is Okay. Wow. Wow. No, I mean, uh, it's, it's uh, team events are amazing up here. We just had one actually in Toronto. Uh, TGX ran a, a 40K team event. I was unfortunately unable to go, but uh, it it was amazing. Everyone walks away from team events saying that's the best way to play 40K. It's cliche to even say it. So if you get even more intrigued or perhaps more annoyed about more people going on about team 40K, highly recommend you go and pick yourself up a ticket to the Las Vegas teams in September because it's going to be awesome. Uh, And for the the competitive grognards in the room, yes, LBTT will be using differential scoring um, unlike last year. So if you're, if you're all about that, that 20 O system, buddy, uh, this is your chance to get a, get a little, get your feet wet with it. Let's not blow the lead too much. Oh, okay. But yes, yes. Going, going to the 20 O system. Great for pairings. We can talk all about that when we're doing ATC versus WTC. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I want to add an addendum here. Uh, SoCal tickets going up on sale. When are they going up on sale? Seven sixteen Saturday. Saturday, 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 the 16th of July. And also, really cool thing coming up very soon. Uh, next Monday, uh, Frontline Gaming is doing one of their Gleam campaigns. What's the Gleam campaign? Uh, basically, no it's, it's, a, it's, it's a really cool online uh, thing to, to get people interacting and engaging more with uh, the various uh, things out there that Frontline Gaming does. And essentially, you, you go to the Gleam website, and you... You know, follow a bunch of links and oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. participate. Basically, gets you the equivalent of of raffle entries for your participation. And there's some really, really sweet prizes that uh, that you'll be able to get just by clicking around the internet, giving things a thumbs up. You might be able to. I'm not promising anything, but you might be able to get a set of those shades. Uh, I don't think these have been made for a while. I I snagged some at uh, LVO. That that's probably like the original. Uh, Frankie G and Papa run of Heffelfingers. Yeah. Like they, they, they uh, these, these have been in stock for as long as frontline gaming has been around and they've never made a second order. They're just that classic that we never <laughs> needed another. One. They are that not in demand. Yeah. Something like that. <laughs> something like that. Anyway. Yes. So, uh, also, don't, don't actually wear these. If you intend to protect your eyes from the sun, it's yeah, uh, I, I have I have real sunglasses in the car, and then those for when I get to the event. Very good, very good. Uh, speaking of FLGN, uh, th- there was no Grim After Dark, uh, which I for one was thankful for because, geez, we just don't need those guys polluting the airways anymore, right, Val? Well, um, it's interesting that you would throw. That was some pretty. Like you want to lob up another one, man? That was that was pretty softball stuff. I mean, considering what they've said and done to you. Over, over the year i i i just you know they're like a little brother that you just kind of can't be mad at when they try to make fun of you you're just I like, like good, it. good try little buddy good try I like i like going i like the you know you're going condescending route that is good yeah. i think that should that should tickle their fancy just fine especially danny danny has no pride he does he does not. no uh, 
But we did have a new Killzone podcast released this week. Mm-hmm. And if you're just itching for some deep, deep coverage, you got that deep, deep itch for some hot. Did, and did you sleep outside itching. recently or something? Like, why are you so itchy? What is going know. on? But it, I was building up to a, to a hot, deep coverage of the ATC and all of the glory that is to come with it. You can check out uh, the Thursday show and get yourself a nice primer of what to expect for the weekend. Uh, most importantly, how uh, my team of tried and true veterans known as the has-beens will mm-hmm. definitely win it all. Hey, you're, you're at the event. You're going to have a shot. That's for sure. Yeah, you got to right. take it. This is your moment. You own it. I, Don't you ever let I, it go, I no. have busted out my ugly Hawaiian shirt. The kicker made me buy for GW New Orleans uh, just for this occasion. Are you trying to suggest to our, our noble chat? viewers that you own one Hawaiian shirt that someone else made you buy? Yes. Surely you jest. No. <laughs> Kicker said that I needed to wear one. I didn't have one. I stopped at a Walmart on the drive down there and bought the most horrendous thing I could find. So you have at least like 12 bowling shirts though, I'm sure. No. Got That's it, man. I got All a right. bunch of work polos. Okay. I, well, I, my, my only Hawaiian shirt these days is, is a polo. So there you go. Yeah. So we, we are trying, Kicker and I want to make uh, FLG branded uh, Hawaiian shirts for events purposes. Yep. You know, but we just haven't really found it, uh, found a chance to, to get that going. So anyway, let's hop in to the main segment tonight. What the F is WTC? Um, that, that big boy is coming up here in a month. Uh, and and uh, now, we did originally have plans to have uh, the, the lovely Neil Kerr on tonight. Um, there was a slight miscommunication uh, in time zones, and Neil is a sleepy boy. It's like 3 a.m. his time right now. Yeah, I was going to say, there's no miscommunication. He, uh, it's like six hours. He's six hours ahead of us. Yeah, He's in, so, you know. Yeah. So, um, but fortunately, I, I did get a lot of hot info. Uh, a lot of the, the, the latest details, itchy info, uh, itchy info, <laughs> hot, itchy info. Um, and it is itchy because it came from Ennis Wilson of team Scotland. So oh my, uh, he did, he did hook me up with a lot of info. So, um, WTC WTC, uh, is a eight person team event. Uh, that's held. It, it changes location every year. Um, it was formerly part of the ETC. Now it's on its own. Well, what are you shaking your finger about? I'm pretty sure it's no longer moving around. Oh, so it's it's in Belgium forever? I believe. Well, for for a while anyway, I'm pretty forever. sure. Nope. Pretty Said sure. here on signals. At least law. That was anyway, the last time I paid attention to this, I think that they were staying focused on All one right. spot, but I don't know, which would make life a lot easier for them. Yeah. Yes. Fair enough. Because then you don't have to try to like drag a tournament to a new country every year. Yeah. So the WTC is like the Olympics of Warhammer, right? So like. Yeah. And they, it, the funny thing is, is when it was the ETC and they were part of that bigger jam, every time they would go someplace, it was literally like the Olympics. You know, you have to build all the stadiums. Yeah, you have to like ground. do all the build infrastructure. The yeah. yeah, everyone would build it from the ground up. So each W, each ETC, and I guess this will be the first WTC because of the it pandemic. Is. This was um, the first. It, it's supposed to have been run a few times, but this is the first year it's firing. Yes, exactly. Uh, so it's really, really wonderful. It's a, a long tradition, and you got you got some you got some deep stats. So like it's countries country based obviously everyone's sending their best eight. Yep. Yep. Uh yeah, so it's it's based on nations uh they're they're you're sending your best eight. Now, we said we were going to compare to ATC. ATC is a five person team, so they both do pairings the same way for these team events, which is if if Val and I are opposing team captains, we would each simultaneously put down a defender. 
and then trade. So now I've got Val's defender, he has mine. And then we would look at that and we would both put down two attackers simultaneously and then hand that back to the other guy. And then you would look at, here's your defender that you had put down, the two attackers they put down, and you choose which matchup. Um, now, for a five-person event like ATC, that's done twice. Um, and then the last remaining team, uh, our player on each team just gets paired into the other guy on the other team. It's kind of like, you know, the last kid kicked to play dodgeball. Or actually, there's a lot of times you're angling a certain, you know, a certain army or, or, or player to be that sort of free agent wild card at the end there because yeah. uh, that, that does force that pairing you you have no choice exactly you know you put down if if we're playing and i put down a defender and and you give me two attackers and one's a bad pairing and a good pairing i have a choice about what i take but that that final you know that that leftover pairing it's forced you got no choice about it so um, what's what, what's the significance of having uh pairings on like the met up and makeup of teams and yeah, and, so, and armies um I'm going to try to dig deep here from, from my several team meetings this week, but um, it allows you to, to take some things that maybe aren't as good in the wider meta um, and take them in, in these cases and try to use them to their advantage. Now, for instance, uh, I'm taking orcs. Um, my team felt that they were pretty good into power armor, so I didn't have to worry because orcs kind of struggle into power armor now with armor of contempt, but I didn't have to worry so much about that because the rest of my team could do well into that, so I could focus on you know other things that I wanted to take. Um, you can do a really skew list if you want to, if you just want to be like, you know what, I'm going to bring knights and I'm going to cram 14 chaos war dogs into a list. And we're going to hope that we get a pairing where someone has like no anti-tank and we're just like, here you go. Have 14 vehicles, have fun. See what you can do with that. Yep. Um, I think, uh, interesting, like going between the eight and the five team format, eight team, uh, eight person team format. The only place other than WTC that I know of that does it is Australia. Mm -hmm. um, they have so they have the ANZAC Team Championships. Um, I think that's what it's called. At any rate, they'll they'll do a person teams representing each state in Australia. Um, and I think because when you have the eight, by the way, each team can only take one of each faction. Yep. Uh, yep. While each so book, when you they get eight go by on book. a team, you really start to scrape the bottom of the. A competitive barrel to, in so, a sense. So, and, and because there are so many more pairings, I think that also forces you even more, they'll, they'll skew even more and they'll have very toolsy, you know, specific circumstance lists built into the teams. When you're going five, I feel like you're going to see more lists that aren't as heavily skewed. Maybe yeah, I'm wrong. More, more take all comers um, yeah. because there, there's, there's some separation at the top between factions right now, but there's still, you can make a pretty good argument for five or six strong codexes right now at the top. So you could probably take most, most of those into account. Yeah. Um, so, uh, ATC uh, has five. WTC has ten. They both have LVTT, multiple. By the way, also has five. Just yep. just throwing that in yep. there. Again. Yep. Um, and then uh, tables uh, are not the same. So a group, two teams have a set of tables, and there's a variety of density of terrain. Um, so there's usually heavy tables, medium tables, and light tables. So starting. There's a, there's a roll-off to see which defender has terrain priority. So after we do that pairing, whichever defender has terrain priority, you pick which table you're fighting on. So Val and I are fighting. He brought all the shooty in the whole wide world. I brought all the close combat in the whole wide world. But I got the token to choose. I'm going to go choose a heavy table, and I'm going to just walk through ruins that he can't shoot through. Um, so yeah, that's another that thing to consider. Like what army? Do you, but if I take that, am I taking a heavy terrain table away from someone else on my team that might need it? Well, and that, that also is a really cool thing about uh, that first defender choice, right? So like that mm -hmm. first defender, maybe 
you know, maybe you're going to put out not necessarily your weakest link, but maybe your weakest link. Maybe that's your first defender right away because they can give themselves as much of an advantage as they can by the table they, they choose. Um, so like the, the mini game, like the mini meta game of pairings yeah. changes the whole thing. And then there's aggregate scoring in both of these. Yes. And, and WTC and LBTT are running differential scoring, which is, um, essentially it's, it's how much you win by. So generally speaking, the easy math is every five points in a differential is one point in the score system. So sake of argument, if Val and I are playing and Val wins, and he wins in a 20-0 fashion, he got about 40 more points than I did in terms of battle points. So, you know, 80 to 40 or something like that, you know, 90 to 50. Um, so you might hear that talked about a lot where in a WCC and they're like, hey, you know, I was, I was supposed, it was supposed to be a 12-8, but I managed to get a few more points. So it was a 14-6. Right. Uh, so they got a few more points for their team. Now, what ends up happening is at the end of the round, teams add up all those points. So I would, all my players would add up the points they earned out of that scale of 20. All of Val's players would add up what they earned. And for WTC, uh, if your team scores 75 points or less, your team loses the round. There is a little gray area, 75 to 85 points, where if you score that many points as a team, your team is tied. And then above 85 is a win. Now, I don't know, uh, it hasn't been published yet, if LV, what LVTT is doing in terms of, of uh, that yeah, win-loss-draw format, but they are going to be using some form of differential scoring. They might tweak um, that, that tie uh, margin because that does tend to cause a lot of ties. Um, mm-hmm. Now, ATC this year, not using differential scoring. Hasn't for a long time. It's just straight up how many, how many battle points does your team get, and there is no margin anymore. So if if we're playing in an ATC format and my team scores, you know, uh, 250 points and Val's team scores 249, my team would win. Um, so there is no margin. Um, I, and I think this is the first year that ATC has removed the margin um, in an effort to cut down on the number of ties. Uh, they do have a lot of teams. They have like 65 teams at ATC. Yeah, they, yeah. Um, WTC is uh, still a lot of players because they're eight-person eight, eight teams, but they're more close to like, 25, 30 teams in most years. Yeah. And also, I mean, the difference there being that like the guys who go to ETC often, you know, they're especially in, in, in Europe, WTC, sorry, old habits. Yeah. Uh, they uh, die hard. The, the guys, uh, you know, a lot of the metas uh, in, in Europe and overseas revolve around WTC, the team selection. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, maybe now with, with like the massive singles events that are showing up in the UK, proliferating there maybe there's going to be less focus on on team events but for the most part like this is like for example like in in france the 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 best you know club team becomes the national team um you know so there's lots of places where you know people are repping games in this format and this is basically what 40k is to them um yeah this is this is a lot of people's lvo oh yeah this is their big end of the year you know super bowl yeah and in a lot of ways like this this stretch to me has always been team season. So like, yeah. you know, with, summer's with, always about teams. Yeah. WTC, um, and, uh, NATC up here. We had, uh, we, we have, uh, with the can hammer team tournament. Yep. Now we have, like I mentioned, TGX. So like there's, there's lots of great team opportunities down South, just, just below the border. There's battle for salvation. And I'm mm-hmm. noticing more and more team events popping up, um, yep. all the time. It's a fun way to play because even it's been said before, but it's worth saying again, you know, if you're on a team of guys, you know, if I'm at a singles event and I, I get shellacked round one, 
that might be the end of my run. That's it. I'm, I'm not going to win the event. But this team event, I get shellacked round one, but the other four guys on my team win. Our team wins and we move on. You know, so you don't, you, you, you have that thing to keep playing for. You know, you, even if you take a loss, you're playing for the other guys on your team. You know, or if you're like, man, this is a bad matchup. I don't want to play this, but I got to, I got to get some points. I got to bring some points back to the table. So it gives you something to play for, even in those, those bad matchups that you may be before, or just like, you know what? Screw it. Let's go. Let's concede and let's go get a drink. You know, what would you say some of the pros and cons of, you know, going with the 20 nil or 20 0 system versus, you know, basically first one to win the majority of points wins type thing? I, the, I think the pros on the differential system is it, it kind of helps. If you want to do more skew or esoteric lists, you know, you might build a list that's meant to lose small in that mm-hmm. system yep. um, versus in a system that's just straight win loss. Um, there is no, you know, there's no point to lose small. We were talking about a pre-show. Um, you know, I'm like, I'm not super great on the pairings. I'm just going to, you point me this week and you point me at a target and tell me to punch it. I'll do that. Um, you know, and it's like, I'm going to try to win whatever game's in front of me. It doesn't matter why. I'm just going to try to win. Um, you know, versus a, a differential system does allow you to say, you know what, um, we're going to build, we're going to build like a, you know, 180 boy list and just say, screw it. I'm not going to win. I'm not going to kill a bunch, but I'm not going to lose by a lot um, either. I'm just going to rack up a bunch of secondary primary points and you might, you're probably going to beat me, but I'm going to still p- score decently well. So I like that. Um, the flip side being, I think just straight battle points is easier for less competitive groups to approach. Um, if you're not super into the team format and super into the list design and pairing process, and you just want to go with five buddies and drink and throw dice for a weekend, I think the, the, the non-differential system is a little better for that. You know, I think there was maybe an argument for this when we didn't have apps because like, even yeah. I would brain cramp, even I, <laughs> obviously I would brain cramp doing, uh, doing the differential, uh, scoring up at the end. Um, and, and it could also lead to errors too, and figuring yeah. out the, the differential, but if you're just punching in your battle, you know, the, 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 the battle points you got into, uh, into, you know, something like, uh, you know, best coast pairings or yeah. something like that. And it just crunches the number for you is really neither here nor there, but it does provide, I think a cooler as uh Nurgle Matthew said, more granular way to, yeah. to score the games. Cause that every point counts thing is tremendous. I like one of my friends. At, uh, at the TGX event I was talking about uh, on Cash Money Hammer, who were uh, completely screwed <laughs> out of third place. Um, uh, you know, he, he was like one in four, uh, but he came out of that feeling like it was like easily the best tournament he'd ever played. And the yeah. reason for that is he was in ridiculous matchups. He was constantly just trapped under that bus. He was Keanu Reeves, dating <laughs> myself again, dragging out behind, trying to disarm the bomb. And many times he took enough... He, took away enough points because that other team was expecting to get 20 points off of him. And if he grinds yeah, no. out, you know, a draw or a near draw, that's, that's devastating. And in the 20 yeah. system, you get that, you get those really cool turning point moments um, that I think adds tremendous dramatic tension and really like really tightens up that team. Like makes that team like feel like, you know, you're, you're a band of, of brothers, band of brothers, band of brothers, maybe hopefully a couple sisters out there who yeah. cares. Awesome of warriors warriors, but it's awesome. And you, you know, you're there with pals. It's great. So, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, let's, let's take a little bit deeper look at, at WTC. Let's get, get a deep. little bit deeper, a little bit deeper. So I did ask in you know, Hey, um, what teams are kind of 
the the favorites who who should be watching who should be the the folks to keep your eye on when this when this stuff starts happening um if you want to know who to keep around for atc i would suggest the thursday show tomorrow um but for wtc we got you covered today um the 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 big dog he said to watch out for is poland yeah Uh, poland has been uh been there for the last 13 years they've taken first place three times um and in the last etc that ran which was 2019 they came in third Um, so if they're not in first they're they're podiuming like they they have a crazy amount of hardware the easily the most dismantled i have ever been playing 40k was against team poland uh it was ridiculous they they are a very good group um the the next one to watch out for uh is england uh and this is another team that's been going for a long time 12 years um, they've taken first place twice, once in 2012, and then last time in 2019. So they are mm-hmm. the reigning champs uh, yep. right now. Brought it home. They, reigning you got, champs. You got to take them that down. Was, that was with one of the coolest uh, subplots, I think, in, in competitive 40K history. Nick Nadavati. The mercenary. Mercs changes teams. He'd won with the USA the previous year. Flips over to Team England. I don't, like, somehow. Um, I thought it was awesome and immediately crushes wins back to back. I thought that was cool as heck. Now, now there is another big dog to watch out for. And it's not, it's not Poland. Who's won the most. It's actually Germany. Germany, Germany yeah. uh, has been there for the last 13 years as well. In total five times taking the top spot five yeah. times. Um, ridiculously now, dominant run for, for a while. Yeah. Now, now, 2019 was not their strongest year. They came in at ninth place, um, but word is they've been rebuilding that team. They've got some. They've got a stacked deck to keep an eye on over there. So uh, there's they're they're slated to make a pretty good run. If um, I recall, in 2019 they had some sort of a snafu with travel. I believe there was believe some it. form of a disaster where they like like a Did couple it have players. Anything to do with a, ba- a passport that was misplaced, perhaps? No, that one worked out. Um, um, <laughs> No, that was no problem. Although there are I, I lots of misplaced we, passports involved in WTC. I I'm not the only should, one. I felt we could not do justice about discussing travel in WTC without a reference to the the Heffel shoe. Oh, yeah? Well, that's why, Seth, I only wear sandals now. Uh-huh. Only wear only sandals. Uh, that's, that's the, now I'm that's out of focus. The, Great. The master play. <laughs> um sweden is the other team uh that i i've been told is a, a, another powerhouse again long time attendee 13 years they did win it in 2018 um they took sixth place in 2019 so a, a pretty good run there um they're looking to kind of get back on that podium and then the last team is our beloved uh usa team here um been going for about nine years they did nine. win it as val said in 2018 um, they did have a bit of a, a, a drop down, uh, on 2019 to sixth place, but that was, um, unfortunately the year that we lost, uh, Jeff Robinson. Mm-hmm. Um, so that team, uh, kind of had to, to rally with the loss of, um, uh, there's an amazing player and an amazing, uh, human being in the form of Jeff. Um, yeah. and so sixth place was still a really respectable showing for them. I do know that this year is a bit of a stacked, uh, crew going for the U S. Um, but. I, I don't know if uh, how well those 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 uh, Art of War boys, you know, I love them, uh, how well they'll hold up to that stiff European competition. Well, they, uh, <laughs> they tend to hold up to stiff competition. Um, but, uh, you yeah, know, I think I'll be really interested to see 
Um, uh, the uh, Team USA has reshuffled from their everyone's a play tester format that they were going to try and go into uh, 2020 with. Um, and the same year as an addition change. What a quinky uh, day. Yeah. Hmm. Um, but it was uh, now, that, now that ninth has been really grooved, they could dispense with the insider trading. Uh, yes. And that's that's great. You know, I was all for Team USA. With the inside uh, I, knew, I knew it was going to happen. <laughs> it was fantastic. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's really cool too. Cause I don't know, this is, this is a sort of a rare moment in, in the cycle where there's kind of a more settled meta. Like yeah, there's yeah. a lot of We've, kinks have been worked out a ninth edition. Most of the books are out. Yeah. It's, it's been patched. Like, data sites, a new mission set. It's, 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 it's yeah. kind of the coolest, uh, Probably since 2018, like going yeah. into going into that year. Um, Don, I don't know that uh, rosters have been locked uh, and published yet. I think um, if I'm correct, a month before, yeah. So once, I don't know what once it is. lists lo- once once lists are locked, which I believe is next week, um, they will also roster lock at that point with some alternates, obviously in case people can't travel, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and so w- you should be looking to WTC for that kind of information here in about a week. Um, that being said, they also have introduced a new system since you've been there, Val. Yeah, this is cool. Actually, I don't have the scoop on this, so I'd love you to, to walk me through it. Yeah. So they have uh, changed in past years. It's just been a Swiss paired tournament, um, which is how ATC and LVTT ha- are doing things. Um, but now WTC has introduced a pod system and they have ranked pods. Uh, and I actually have a, a graphic for that. Oh, shoot. Um, Sorry. I was like, oh, was, yes, go on, in, Seth. It's in yes. the slideshow. It's in the yes. slideshow. Oh, this? <laughs> yeah. So each of these groups, um, as you can see, like I said, Poland, Germany, Sweden, England, US, all teams to watch, those happen to be the first seed in each of their pods. So they have, uh, from my understanding, they have seeded pods based on um, kind of previous year's yeah, cool. uh, performances. Um, and these pods are playing round robin style, which means for the first three rounds, your team will play every other team in that pod. It's cool. So you're going to play all of those. And then they come out of those uh, first three rounds with a record. And then from that point forward, it's four more rounds of Swiss pairings. So I like this because it provides a little intrigue because, you know, before they might put out the first round pairing in advance. But now once the list publish, if you're in group two, if you're if you're Spain, you're Scotland, you're Norway, You've got the Germany's lists and you know, you're going to play Germany. You know who you're going to play the sure. everyone else in your pod. So yep. you can sit there and really kind of, you know, hammer out with your team. What are the That's pairings cool. yep. uh, you want to do? You know, what lists, you know, that gives you like almost a month to practice those games to be like, Hey man, Germany's got just this killer Necron list. What do we do about it? You know, yeah. you can run it into every list on your team and see how that works out. You know? You know, the thing that's crazy is that like the top teams are doing that with everyone at the event anyway. Um, yeah. But, uh, which is, is why the preparation is wild for the oh, WTC. Yeah. They do. A they ton they of definitely earn their reputations as probably this is probably the most talented pool of, uh, 40 K players that gather in one place. And that, that includes anything that any other tournament that you can think of. Um, yeah. but, uh, I think that's a really cool insight that you really do know because yeah. like I'm looking at Canada here kind of thinking, maybe we can get out of the, maybe we can get out of the group phase because it's yeah, obviously, or, or if you obviously modeled. Yeah. Obviously modeled off of off of the the World Cup, yeah. and that's a lottery system. So like sometimes you get like big 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 wigs in the same in the same uh, groups, and so like you kind of lose like they knock each other out way too early in the event. 
or yeah. they, they beat each other up. Whereas here, because it's seated, I think that's really, really clever and awesome. Well, and interesting, because it's a round robin format, you are not guaranteed to have a certain number of like four or three and ones coming or three and O's coming out of out of that. Like it's it's you can conceivably have everyone take an L in those first three rounds somehow, you know? Yeah. A lot so of black the, field, the field could be wide open. Um, or you could have, you know, Poland and Germany just crush their their groups and everyone else takes an L and then you've got those two undefeateds. But then after, you know, they get paired up, someone's got to lose. And then again, the field's wide open. So I think it provides a lot of cool opportunities for, you know, uh, redemption arcs, if you will. Like if you lose one early in the round robin setup, you're not done. Um, you know, you still got a chance. You know, you just got to hang in there. Uh, so I like that. I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, very cool. Now, I hope we don't see anything like the Olympics. Do you remember... Um, I can't remember. I think it was the Beijing Olympics where there was uh, teams disqualified in the badminton tournament for intentionally tanking games in their their uh, their round robin uh, component of the tournament. Oh, oh, um, yeah. I mean, ma- match fixing. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. There that's... we go. Uh, Gravy Jones says Japan, China, and Korea did it. So uh, hopefully we've got nothing like that. Uh, oh, sorry. No, he's asking if any Eastern teams are going. Not saying that those are the ones in the Olympics that tank their matches. Um, I don't know if we got any Eastern teams going. I know that they've been trying to get those groups off the ground and they've been supporting them. I know the WTC is very supportive of trying to get other countries involved, um, but I, I don't know that they've got enough uh, people off uh, from those countries because I think you have to have the majority of your team from that uh, country. So Yeah, well, be- it used to be half. I don't know. that There might be a nanobody rule I don't know about. Yeah. <laughs> um, but It uh, is also not the cheapest thing to attend. Like, this isn't like, you know, popping a car and drive over. You for know, a some, lot of these teams, it sure is. But if you're talking about like Eastern teams like Japan, China, Korea, or, yeah. you know, U.S. and Canada, like that's a pretty significant amount of travel to get over to, to Belgium and play for, for a few days. And it is a three-day event. I would say that there's definitely a lot of interest to do that. I wouldn't be surprised if there's still a bit of a COVID thing going on there. So there's a lot more yeah. travel restrictions in, yep. in there's still a lot of the Asian that. countries. Um, so like the, that might be why you're not seeing them. Cause I do know, I know for a fact, I know the, the people attempt to organize them, uh, people trying to come out. I mean, in the past there's been Argentina mm-hmm. um, just overall, this, this group is definitely just, just, just looking at it. Um, you know, with, with the eye test is much smaller. There's, there's normally, uh, I would say more countries coming from, from uh, further afield than, than what's shown up here. Yeah. I think this is like about 28, what it looks like off the, the quick map. Yeah, I think if WTC had, had happened um, in 2020, I think they were pushing 40 teams. Yeah, I could see it. So <clears throat> this is definitely going to be an interesting uh, event to watch. Um, but I think that about wraps it up for our team coverage. Are you ready to get into the ITC recap, Lord Val? I am. I would like to just quickly plug something because uh, right. there was uh, there was way back when when we were doing Stat Center the last the last WTC uh, mm-hmm. we did uh, an amazing. It was absolutely probably the best podcast I've ever edited together. Um, it is a story of the 2019 ETC w, yeah ETC Championships mm-hmm. at that time. I might listen to it later tonight because I love it that much. If you guys want to hear some really cool stories. Um, great interviews from, uh, and, and sound bites from team USA, uh, us team Australia, team England. It was, it was really, really cool. The stuff that we got and got to put together. So yeah. check it out. I, I think the sound bite from, um, do you have the sound bite in there from Adam, uh, Brown, what's given the, the U S team is, is speech right before the final I, round. That was the cap. That was cap, man. That was Sean Naden. Yeah. Was it? Was yeah, it yeah, Sean? Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. I, was, Sean I Nadin, remember yeah. there was a great speech, and it's, yeah. it's really worth listening That's to. the cold open. The cold open is is Sean Nain in the huddle with with Team USA. It was it was Abramowitz who who recorded it for us. Who was okay. coaching at the okay. time? Yeah. All right. I knew Adam was involved somehow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, let's get into the ITC recap. Let's get into our 40k competitive track. Um, unfortunately, not a lot of movement here. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is basically the exact same as last week. We've got our number Ooh. one uh, still reigning champ, Vic BJ, followed closely by number two, Manny Chimba, and number three, David Gillard. Now, there's been a lot of controversy about David that I think we have to address. Uh, the, the English are claiming him as, as one of their own, um, but of course, the New Zealanders say, no, he is a New Zealand native. Um, where do you stand, Val? David, is he part of the UK now? Uh, living and playing in there, or does he hold on to his his Kiwi roots? Well, this is one of those things where, like, as a Canadian, I get this all the time. I understand this implicitly. If you are in New Zealand, he is from New Zealand. If you are anywhere else in the world, he's clearly from the United Kingdom. All right. That's how, that's how that well, works. So, David, uh, unfortunately, uh, that is the ruling. You are in the UK. Therefore, you are uh, a UK player. Unless um, you're a person in New Zealand, in which case you would claim him as from New Zealand. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, our number four uh, is Innes Wilson. Again, thank you, Innes, for a lot of the info <laughs> with the uh, the various stats for that WTC segment. Um, he just kind of like literally in minutes was like, blah, here's all this stuff, which was great. Um, and then number five, the lone uh, U.S. Uh, competitor holding it up, the, the USA for us, is uh, number five, Thomas Ogden, um, a.k.a. Smash. Um, I believe the man has lost one competitive tournament game this season. <laughs> so what are the, there's, there's no art of war on this list. There's not. Now I've, I have heard that the art of war boys, you know, being part of uh, WTC, I've been spending a lot of time prepping for that and maybe not getting out and playing so many singles events. Yeah. We'll see. Now they are, they are coming to ATC this weekend. They are fielding a team. So, you know, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe that'll help get them boosted up the ranks a little bit, but you know, uh, it's it's been it's been a lot of uh, a lot of uh, UK dominance so far this season. I wonder. I, I would really love to see. I mean, there's a lot of like numbers uh, driven people out there. I'd love to see some analysis. Like we we know what the big events are that are happening in North America, mm-hmm. and uh, there's a bit of a known quality of, of massive events coming up uh, or or have already happened, obviously uh, in in the UK. Excuse me. Um, I'd love to, I'd love to see like how much of an edge is, has, has the, has the balance really tipped, uh, yeah. in favor of UK players right now, because they are they all do have able to go more, to every big event they, whereas, they, and they have a lot more singles events than they've had in, in you forever, know, years. Ever. Yeah. Ever. So they, they now have <laughs> the opportunity to get those points. Yeah. Yeah. So now, uh, they can't, uh, constantly say that ITC points don't matter. Yeah. It, well, they, they're going to have to change or two. Moving on down to the hobby track, uh, we've got uh, our number one uh, is Lee Steiger. Sure uh, is. Number two, Jacob Thayer. Uh, number three, JT Steiger. Uh, number four, Jason Bird. And number five, Kevin McCormick. Um, I, I do have a bit of a, a shout out for, for Lee and JT to give. Um, they, they were involved in, in a kind of a rough situation with a, a store in the Pacific Northwest where the owner made some, some comments that really alienated him with the community. Um, and, and potentially was going to see this store shut down because of that. Um, and I know that, uh, Lee and JT and another individual have kind of stepped up, uh, to purchase that store and keep the community going. So I really wanted to give them a shout out because I mean, that's, if that isn't dedication to your community, I don't know what is. And, uh, I hadn't heard that outcome. So that's, that's, uh, really fantastic. Yep. So they are going to be rebranding that store. 
Um, but they are, they are stepping up to, to kind of save that business and keep it going and keep that, that, uh, that place open for the community. So good job. Appreciate you guys. Uh, moving on down to the AOS competitive track. Our number one is Thomas Guan. I am still convinced that Thomas added whatever it is that last name is specifically to try to trip me up. And I refuse to pronounce it. Denon. Yeah, maybe. Could be. I don't know. Uh, number two is Gavin Grimer. That hard? I, I have uh, a special form of dyslexia called laziness. <laughs> um, number three, Anthony Trentinelli. Number four, Matt Ab- or Matt Beasley. And then number five, Alexander Gonzalez, because once again, he refuses to uncapitalize his name. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then sliding on down to the AOS hobby track, oh. uh, we've got our number one uh, is Robert Snyder. Number two, Evan Markham. Number three, Matt Beasley. Number four, Carl Rohr. And number five, Matt Abbott. We have an invasion of the Mats. Welcome. Yeah. So that is your, your ITC recap for the week. Um, any, any final thoughts on the evening, uh, Lord Val? Or listeners, if you got some questions, get them in. This is your chance to pick our brains. Yeah, so you guys hit us with some questions in chat. Got a couple more minutes to go. Um, no, other than other than like team season's exciting. It's great. It's great to uh, to get out there. It's extended now, obviously, because of LVTT. Hopefully, yep. we'll get a little bit of coverage. We'll see. Working on some stuff. Mm-hmm. It is really hard to do live coverage of team events. Uh, yeah, yeah. Covering like we, we tried tables. two tables is hard. And pairings, five and eight. Yeah, the the pairing process. How do you cover that? It's, tr- um, it's a tricky, tricky topic. Yeah. Um, uh, go, go squat asked earlier and then asked again, what is the hot meta team currently? Um, I actually might have some data on that if uh, you give me a second. But um, if you want to know more about what the, the top teams are fielding, I would definitely, um, ATC is sponsored. So you can obviously uh, go and pull all of that info from BCP and see what all the top teams are bringing. But of course, uh, the Thursday show, the lovely Adam Camilleri uh, and... Uh, Paul Murphy and Dustin Henshaw will be pulling all of that info for you. So if you're, if you want to be lazy and just consume it, you could just consume it tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, we have a, when are we getting a Warhammer fantasy tournament, Val? Um, there was actually, there was one run at Adepticon. That was an eighth edition uh, tournament, which was hilarious to me. Uh, didn't go as uh, operated, I think in conjunction with the square hammer guys up here, capital city bloodbath end of August. There's a sixth edition warm fantasy tournament going on. So they do exist. They're out there and they're sparsely attended. So you want to go get yourself some, some best general hardware, hit up a warm or fantasy event near you. Right. Probably not near you. Probably very far from where, very, very far are. away from you. So I was able to pull the faction data for ATC this year. Um, so kind of going through the most prevalent armies, which ultimately that would make up your, you know, probably the, the, the competitive makeup of a meta team. Sisters was the most common army uh, with 32 teams fielding sisters. Um, and then we have Tyranids uh, next at 28. And then kind of, uh, I was surprised by this. Number three is Knights Renegade at 25 teams. Um, and then the darling of the, the balance update, the army that everyone says is going to be amazing. Uh, Necrons comes in at number four with 23 teams. And then tied for fifth is Imperial Knights and Asriani at 22 teams. So, that's a, excuse me. That's a lot of what you're going to see there at the top end. Um, there's there's a big drop off after we get um, past like the top ten uh, or so. Uh, so that that would be like Blood Angels, Custodes, Tau, Thousand Sons, and Gray Knights. Um, so generally speaking, that's I think a lot of what you're going to see in those those teams. Um, so that's sweet. hopefully that gives you a bit of idea of uh, of what uh, what to expect if you're going to a team event. 
I'm going to derail this one last time because I think it is also uh, uh, relevant to our AOS fans out there, which was how do you beat double organ gun dwarfs? Much like how you win in AOS these days. Purple sun, purple sun, <laughs> purple sun. Man, just I, I played some eight that fantasy. Uh, that gives me some PTSD. I'm not going to lie. I played vampires. Um, isn't, it great, isn't it great playing a game where you can just lose? Like <laughs> they're just like, just like, oh. pick that unit up. You're like, do I do anything? You're like, no, just pick it up. No, no, like, no, no. I rolled these dice. That's over for them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's like yeah, seventh ed, man. Like yeah, I rolled like, a six oh. on this stomp. Oh, cool. Well, oh, <laughs> remove it from play. You're like, yeah. do I get a save? No, you don't. No, yeah. you don't. You know, that right. uh, uh, hundred niggles. Eighth ed fantasy is great. I'll just uh, correct you right there. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I had fun with it. I felt like I was just starting to get like, my head around all the key and starting to compete. And then they were like, what if we blew it up? <laughs> well, no, like, they did. They did the seventh edition thing where they're like, what if we absolutely mess with everything and then blow it up? Yes. So yeah, it's great. Anyway, I derail every podcast I'm on now. Tom of fancy. That's, I really have to job. stop it. This is a 40 K show and it, mostly 40 K now gaming show. It's not, working. it's not, come on. I'm trying to get, we should probably talk about other stuff, but you know, it's definitely, we should, on the list of other things to talk about, what I keep derailing conversations to, probably not the right thing. All right. Well, we thank you so much for joining us this evening. We really appreciate you folks joining us live. Uh, if you didn't join us live, uh, you can always join us live at 9 p.m. Eastern. Uh, yeah. We really hope you enjoyed this show. Uh, any final thoughts for the night, Val? No, stop giving me the opportunity to derail us again. People want to go home. It's my, it's my legal obligation to give you as many opportunities to derail the show as possible. Oh, so. Yeah. Thank you so much. Have a great week, and we will see you next Wednesday. Oh, I have to end the show, don't I? Yeah. Click buttons, <laughs> click buttons, click buttons. <laughs>